millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, it's me, Ishan Akbar, welcoming you to 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com, the freelance marketplace of talented freelancers in over 500 categories. You'll find all the talent you need in one place. This is the podcast where every week we get a slice of inspiration from a very special guest. Now, I wanted to remind you that this podcast has reached over 1 million downloads, so thank you for listening. And now we're handing the microphone over to you. Share your thoughts with us and potentially win some prizes for doing so. Head over to lp.fiverr.com forward slash 929 for a chance to win. Now, let's see what we can learn from this week's entrepreneur. Our guest this week has made it their job to make the world a better place one chocolate bar at a time. It's the UK MD of Tony's Chocolonely, Ben Greensmith. Tony's Chocolonely has made it their mission to make 100% slave-free the norm for chocolate. In this episode, Ben tells us about the importance of staying true to your mission. So tell us, what is the lesson you want to share with us today? The lesson I want to share with you today is the importance of staying true to your mission. Now, that's interesting because surely as an entrepreneur, when you're running a business, the mission is quite simple. Make as much money as you can, right? Well, yeah, I, th- I think that's the traditional role of, of business, C- certainly going back to when I was at university. But I think, fortunately, the world has definitely moved on these days. And I think uh, one of the things that Tony's Chocolate Only that we want to show is that actually business isn't about profit and, and, and business can really be a force for positive change in the world. So tell us a bit more about Tony's Chocolonely then. What is, what is your brand about? What is the mission? It's probably important for me to say that we're not your typical company. We're not your typical chocolate company. So we, we're a Dutch company. We do make delicious chocolate. But we were started 15 years ago by three Dutch journalists um, who, who were making a food program. And one of the Dutch journalists was it was a chap called Turn, Turn van der Kerken, which basically means Tony of the Kitchen. He read an article about the fact that there was a massive problem in cocoa with illegal child labour and, and modern slavery, particularly on farms in West Africa. He then, uh, he then read that a few years earlier, these big companies had, had agreed that they would rid the cocoa industry of the worst forms of slavery and child labour from the value chain. And this was something called the Harkin Engel Protocol. So he, he basically tried to speak to all the big companies, find out what they're doing to address the inequality. And basically, when, when they did talk to him, they said, look, we can't really do anything about it. It's, it's a kind of a cause that we can't, we can't do anything about. And Tony basically filmed himself eating a load of chocolate from the big companies, of which he was pretty sure that there was some forced and child labor in the value chain. And he phoned the police and he said, look, I'm, I'm basically, I'm no, I know there's a problem and I'm uh, directly financing by eating the cocoa. I'm directly financing child and slave labor over in West Africa. So you've got to come and arrest me. The cops hung up on him. So he, he then took matters even further and he, he hired a lawyer to prosecute himself. And he flew out to West Africa. He found three former child slaves 
and he got them to testify against him for the same crime. And he basically prosecuted himself for crimes against humanity by basically being a chocolate criminal. But uh, at the end of the trial, the judge said to him, look, you're right morally, but I can't, um, I can't draw a link between the cocoa that these boys have produced and, and the cocoa that you've eaten. And therefore, I can't send you to jail, but you've got a point. So Tony made 5,000 bars in an alarming red wrapper to raise awareness of the, of the issue as a bit of a PR stunt. And they sold out in hours. So, so it was at that stage that actually we took the decision that, look, if we're really serious about changing the chocolate and the cocoa industry for the better, then the best way of doing it is showing that there's a different business model. What an amazing origin story. And when you've got a story as strong as that and you then start a business, you know, immediately that could cause a bit of friction between those two things, quite a noble aim whilst running business. How have you found Tony Chocoloni has negotiated that journey? I, I mean, the first thing is, and, and what's really important for us, is we have to show that what we're doing is scalable, right? We, we, we're not a charity. We're not an NGO. So at Tony's, we, we have to show those big chocolate companies that we can do what we're doing, use our five sourcing principles, pay a higher price, all of those great things, but still run a commercially successful business. And that's really important. So we've had to marry those two together. But I, I suppose what's been quite fortunate is that because we started with that mission and, and the problem, we've then built our business model around that. And we, we have some really, we have to make profit. We have to make money. Um, but we have some really simple business metrics. We want to, we want to grow as much as possible. So that top line revenue growth is really important. Get, getting these bars into people's hands basically tells the story in itself. The story's in the wrapper, the problem's in the wrapper, the solution's in the wrapper as well. So, um, it's why our bars unequally divided because the unequal nature, it tells the story of the unequal nature. So we have to get as many bars into people's hands as possible. The issue of slavery or exploitation isn't just limited to the cocoa industry. So there'll be the textile industry, tech industry, often probably spoken about more in public discourse. Do you think that Tony's has established a model that companies in those sectors might consider using? And have you have you seen that transpire in any way? We have a roadmap that can be can be followed, which is basically three basic pillars. We want to create as much awareness of the problem as possible because we feel that actually if consumers and shoppers and retailers, because most retailers that we speak to, right, most buyers that buy chocolate aren't aware of this because it's not in it's not in the interest of the big chocolate companies to talk about this with anyone, with yeah. their employees, with the consumers, because then they have to face into the problem. But we want everyone to be aware of it. So the first thing we do is create awareness of the issue. And then we lead by example. Now, we lead by example. We have our five sourcing principles, which is about having a fully traceable cocoa chain, um, so we can track and trace all of our beans from the farms uh, anywhere in the value chain. We pay a higher price, so we're fair trade and we pay a premium on top of that. We only work with co-ops. We have long-term agreements with those co-ops. And then we also help them to, to diversify as well as increase their yields as well. And only by doing those five things in cocoa can we enable those farmers to earn a living income that enables them to then stop using children on their farms and earn enough money basically to provide the wheat, you know, that's that's the solution in cocoa, but there's no reason why that can't be be replicated. And and ultimately, yeah, as I say, we want to create awareness, we want to lead by example, and then we want to inspire change. And I think I think the world of business is definitely changing. I 
it's not changing fast enough though, to be brutally honest, but we really hope that, you know, this is a model that can be copied and we want it to be copied. And specifically we say copy our business models. I think sometimes as individual consumers or just individuals in the world, it can be quite overwhelming to keep on top of the way, the change we want to see in the world. Do you have advice for people who are listening to this who are thinking, oh, this is yet another problem I've got to worry about. What can I do to do my bit? I mean, consumers ultimately hold so much of the power, right? And because we as consumers, we're all consumers, we basically control the profits of those big companies through the choices that we make. So be inquisitive, be outspoken, challenge, ask questions. You know, I think unfortunately it is proven that those massive companies at the moment won't change unless they really feel the pressure. So I, I just say be inquisitive, you know, look look into what you're eating and what you're buying because all of us as as consumers, as shoppers, as whatever, as business leaders, you know, every day the choices that we make have a really profound impact on on the world. And I think um yeah, don't don't think you're too small to to to, to make a difference because the collective power and, and consumer power, I think, is, is going to be more and more prevalent. And, and we're definitely seeing that societal shift. Well, look, Ben, thank you so much for joining us on 929. Thanks for having me. Ben was clear that it's possible to be driven by a noble mission that generates profit. They didn't always go hand in hand, but for Tony's Chocolate Only, it's clear that every person is determined to make their vision a reality. Maybe conscious capitalism is possible after all. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family. Remember that we want to hear from you. So head over to lp.fiverr.com forward slash 929 for a chance to give us some feedback and win. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.